I'd like to share with you an experience. This is not one of those cosmic experiences. This is one of those earthly experiences that I thought was profoundly disturbing at some level, but also helped me grow in some form or another. This experience uh, happened in Brazil about 1994 or five, somewhere in there. And I um, was visiting the northern part of Brazil. I was in the city of Manaus, which Manaus is a city, large city, but it's nearly 2,000 miles up the river. And I won't tell you about all of it because, wow, that river is really quite a river, by the way. Never seen anything like it. I spent a week on that river on a boat. And then part of that journey was I was invited to visit a boys' camp. I was told it was a boys' camp. So a, a friend of mine who was a director in this boys' camp invited me to go outside of Manaus, far into the jungle. Doesn't take long to get out of Manaus. You get 30 minutes out of Manaus and you're in a jungle. You go for two hours and there's a lot of jungle still there. And so I, you know, I'm, I'm expecting to go to this camp and the jungle and here I go. And I'm, I'm the speaker of the evening who's speaking primarily through a translator, but I hear for some reason, a lot of these boys, and there's going to be apparently like 400 boys there. So I, I'm prepared to be the evening speaker for an hour. And they have this large three meter to four meter high bonfire, right? And, and it's right at sunset. And they have this circle of boys little ones near the fire, like their littlest ones are like five years old. And then the six and seven, eight, nine, and the ones in the back were maybe 18 or 19, something like that. But they were all relatively young. But the amazing part of it was, to my utter despairing questioning, is that they were all dressed in uniforms. Not just any uniform, they were dressed in Boy Scout uniforms. What? Their little shorts and their shirts, and they're all in, in, I don't know if you know this, Boy Scouts primarily originated in the U.S. So here I am in Brazil thinking I'm going to be out in the jungle, and I, there I am, I'm confronted with American commercialism of Boy Scouts. It was just was in shock. Hundreds of them. I'm going, it's, well, I wanted to say, is this the best you can do? Is you can just mimic Boy Scouts in the middle of the jungle? That's, anyway, sorry for being, I, well, I'm a little less judgmental now, though I still am. Boy Scouts going to be kidding me. So in this experience, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, so I go, first thing I tell them is, 
you are all the future leaders of Brazil. Yeah. And they start shouting and they're all happy and clapping. Yes, you're all the future leaders of the country. This is what you're designed to be. Now, I got a test for you. You can't look at anyone else. And when I tell you to, I want you to stand up. You're ready. Stand up and point to the north. So 400 Boy Scouts all stand up at once and start pointing in all these different, because no one knew really which way was north. Not easy to do at any time, but. And I go, oh, okay, that's that's right. You're all the future leaders of Brazil because that's kind of what it looks like to me is everybody's running around going different directions. And how are you going to unify the world? Okay, so let me ask you another question. So they all sit down and I go, okay. I'm going to ask you a question and I want you to be prepared for the answer this time. If we make you the king of the whole world, what is your first command? I want you to think about it. I don't want you to talk to anyone, but I want you to prepare a sentence to tell me what would be the very first command that the whole world would be obligated to obey. You're the king. So then, one by one, I started with the little ones near the fire and set them up, and they're five years old. And I don't remember all the answers, but some of them were around cartoons and candy and you know and you know and play and you know all that stuff. And gradually, you went further back, and they go stop drugs and you know do this and you know a couple of them are pretty nice. One of them said you know world peace and you know and a few nice answers and I, and I go well hmm sit down and so they all sit down again and okay let me ask you one question because I know that a boy scout organization sorry about this is basically supposedly a Christian based organization yes it has a religious connotation to it so I asked them how many of you know the first command? No, I mean, how many of you know the first commandment? How many of you know the first commandment? If you were going to be a king of the whole world, wouldn't you want to know what might be a really good first commandment? How many of you know? Raise your hand if you know. And maybe out of the 400, 10 hands go up. And I, not one of them knew the first commandment. And then one of the instructors from the back got so frustrated because they didn't know. He stood up and started shouting the first commandment. Of course, you know the first commandment, right? 
right? You surely you do. And I'm not saying it's right, religiously or otherwise, but it's pretty good. It kind of says, you know, love God, and then that part's easy, right? And thy neighbor as thyself. Love one another. Now, wait. You're going to say that the very first thing that we have to do is love and love? Love and love? Well, I feel about as dressed up as those Boy Scouts. Because part of my own personal challenge in this is after spending um, nearly a month, every single day, as often as I could, examining the inner importance of for girl, which, by the way, happens to be the feminine side of the heart, the ability to be able to receive and forgive and clean and transform. But contrast that to the opposite side of the world, being the four-boy month, where it's the giving of the heart, the northern hemisphere and the southern hemisphere being a perfect composite of giving and receiving, giving and receiving, is the primary answer giving and receiving. That's where I've gotten with four girl, four boy. And when I, when I really examine that, the reality is, yes. But my struggle is, after three weeks or three decades or more of examining and studying four girl, which is the mother's 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 function of the yin side of the heart, that's related to receiving the blood like the ocean that refuses no river, cleaning, purifying spleen function, cleaning of the bowel function, pericardium function, holding the heart. The four girl function is the ability to go through the dark night of the soul to the metamorphosis of being a caterpillar that becomes a, a pool of liquid before it becomes a butterfly transformation process, acceptance, detach, whatever you want to call it, then unless I can do the skill set associated with for girl, which means literally to receive, in order to be able to receive, I need to remove all of the membranes that stop me from receiving. What I mean by that is that around me, invisible to me like a bubble, is I have many, and lately I've discovered dozens of layers of rings, like layers of the bubble around me, that act as a block-like barrier where I can't actually receive love because each one of these rounded barriers 
I could only call it like a membrane, is actually composed of a false belief system, either transmitted to me genetically, created in my social environment in childhood, or a false belief system I continue to hold and I continue to transmit. What I just said is, I'm filled with facades. And the more I examine them, the more I see. And the more I do for girl, the more I realize how big for girl is. The ability to receive divine love, the ability to receive a friend, the ability to be able to receive without judging, comparing, analyzing, rejecting, responding to how many interior forms of invisible triggered reactions do I have based on my belief systems that don't even arrive into my world? What I just said was, I discovered layer after layer of numbness and rejection that's not even in my immediate capacity to even access because I have to remove other ones first. I don't mean to you know, bum you out, but it kind of bums me out to realize that my most noble effort to do this requires that I continually be willing to continue to launder the next feeling and the next feeling and change through the metamorphosis of receiving and transformation. And that without really knowing it, it's on some level called forgiveness and it's not just the forgiveness that I think of when you think of forgiveness from God or you forgiveness from a person or I need to seek forgiveness or give forgiveness because I found out that most of the time I think I'm going to forgive someone. I'm actually blaming them for harming me, so I'm going to forgive them when in reality they were my law of attraction to help me see about my misaligned desires actually causing them to be my law of attraction. You can't forgive somebody that is your law of attraction to reveal your own hidden facade. I'm going to forgive you for hitting my car or making me mad. You make me really mad. I'm going to forgive you. doesn't work. It's just another facade. So here it is. I'm only in my third week of the second month of a three-year process, and I'm already feeling pretty overwhelmed about how to do it. So I'm, I'm not going to delude myself or you by saying, hey, I've got all this figured out. I don't. I'm in the process of discovering what I don't have figured out by the sincere desire to want to feel, understand, change, 
give and receive love. But I still find that the actual number of people in the world around me that I can say even in my facade that I love is pretty small. I don't know that you can say, oh, I love my kids. My kids are the most perfect, beautiful, sweet things. I love them. But your kid sucks. I love my kids, but no, not your kids. Wow. Who do I love? Who do I actually love? To me, that would mean that we who love one another actually give and receive from an authentic reality of one soul to one soul? No, I, I can't do that. That would mean I would need to occupy the authenticity of my own soul so I can receive you into my soul rather than receive you into my facade. You can't receive something into an illusion called a facade. In order to receive, I need to be actually occupying my own pericardium inside me. I need to occupy my own ability to give and receive, but, but I can't. So it looks like I'm going to have to continue doing this Maybe next month there'll be an easier way of using the six-girl month in the Northern Hemisphere and the six-boy month in the Southern Hemisphere to see six and six. Maybe by doing six and six, I can help my four and four. Now, I know it's annoying to think of these numbers. I keep referring to four and four and six and six and five and five and three and three and two and one. Well, I just thought I would share this part because part of this function of doing for a girl is to be transparently willing to show you what my own struggle is. If I'm not willing to be transparently honest about my own struggles to give and receive love, I can't be capable to honestly be your friend. Even as a friend, I can't really be a friend if I can't be honest about the experiences that I'm going through. Well, I hope this is something for you to consider. If you've got it figured out, please like text me or something, because I don't. So if you're a really good friend, you'd be honest enough to mirror it back to me. Good luck with that. Talk to you soon.